Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo. We bring you hand-selected hosts, podcasts, and talk radio programming with listening options, 24-7 streaming or listen on demand. We also feature one-on-one segments with important guests, people who have something to say that you need to hear. And if you have something to say and would like to be featured on the network, please visit speakuptalkradio.com for all of the details or contact us at pr at speakuptalkradio.com. Well, today is a very good day for me because I have the opportunity to talk with my friend and award-winning author, Anita Dickison. Anita is a 22-year veteran of the Dallas Police Department. She served as a patrol officer, undercover narcotics detective, advanced accident investigator, tactical officer, and the first female sniper on the Dallas SWAT team. Her fictional works are suspense thrillers, and her plots are drawn from her extensive law enforcement knowledge and experience. She's been a guest on this network in the past, so I am just elated to have the chance to talk with her again and share more of her work with you. And with that, welcome back, Anita. Hi there. I am absolutely delighted to get to talk with you again. I know. It's been a while. I was so happy to have this opportunity. In fact, I got up this morning and told my husband, it's a good day. I'm going to talk to Anita Dickinson. So (laughs) here we go, my friend. We have lots to talk about because... It's been a while, and I don't remember, you might have had five books published last we talked, but now you have seven published books, one nonfiction and six fiction. Four are your FBI tracker crime thrillers. Maybe just give us a just a real brief rundown of those. Well, when I first started writing, um, you know, it was making a decision, what am I going to write about? And for me, it, it really wasn't that difficult. It was cops and crimes, because that's what I know. and In the tracker novels, I created an elite FBI unit. And some of them have just a tad bit of extra help and some paranormal abilities. And uh, they've they've been a fun uh, group of books to work with, the characters. Each one is a standalone, so it's not a series that you have to start with the first one. But um, uh, they're the elite of the elite in the FBI uh, division, and it started out with Sentinels of the Night, and then Going Gone, AU-79, and the last one, which I published last year, Operation Navajo. Mm-hmm. Would you like a little de- brief description of each one? If you want to. Sentinels of the Night is um, yeah, introduces the tracker unit and how they were formed and, and the main cast of characters. And this one is about Cat Morgan. And she has a rather unusual ability. She has a communications link with owls. And through that link, she finds dead bodies. <laughs> and in this particular case, she found one on her way to Washington, D.C., where she's getting ready to, to take her new job as a, as a tracker. And from there, it spirals into a serial killer and... Uh, kidnappings and she ends up, you know, being in dire peril from this killer who is now focused on her. And so it's a, it was an interesting book from the standpoint of the connection to the owls uh, and how that came about was I came across a lady, Alice C. Fletcher, phenomenal woman. I would love to have met her. She was born in 18 
1838 and died in 1923. And in 1900, this lady published a book. You can believe that. My gosh, she was a woman ahead of her time. But she worked with the Native Americans, and she actually translated many of their chants. And in this particular one, she wrote a book about the Pawnee Haco ceremony. And I used one of her translations from that ceremony for the backdrop of the connection to the owls, that they are the messengers of death. And in, when you die, you cross over the owl's bridge. And that initiated something new within my books, and I've done it in three of the Tracker novels, where I've added a section at the back, the story behind the fiction, to give the reader a little insight into what actually came about with this story. And for Sentinels of the Night, I've, I've used the, um, the story about Alice C. Fletcher and the book that she published in 1900. Uh, going Gone was about a pathological politician who is wanting to uh, become the president. And he's going about it by kidnapping children and whatnot. Uh, and it introduces another character from the tracker team, Ryan Barr. And in each one of the books, while the characters are common, a, a different tracker takes center stage. Um, that one ends up with a big SWAT tactical raid at the very end, which was fun to do simply because I was able to pull on my SWAT experience. AU-79 was about gold that is owned by Texas A&M University and the University of Texas. And this is, again, based upon actual fact and a bill that Governor Abbott signed into law in 2015, I believe it was, to create the Texas Bullion Depository. And that gold was going to be moved from New York City over 22 tons to Texas. And that's what that particular <laughs> story, AU-79, is based on. Operation Navajo is about the Federal Reserve uh, and an assassination plot to kill the chairman. And it was another fun one because of the research into the Federal Reserve and all the components that went into that particular novel. So those are my cracker novels. Lots of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. And I also noticed then on your website um, that you do have that little owl as part of the logo with your name on it. So now we understand why. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I absolutely love owls. As a matter of fact, I have a couple of glass ones that uh, are on my desk and whatnot. I've always had a, I don't know why, an affinity with them, but uh, <laughs> yes. That's fun. I like I that. Like, I like the owls. <laughs> <laughs> now it all makes sense. I understand it now. All right. So those were your FBI tracker crime thrillers. Then there's Not Dead, a paranormal suspense thriller. And I, I remember that when you were still working on the um, cover web of that one, trying to determine what cover to put on that. So maybe just share a bit about that one. Oh, that was, um, that was another interesting book. When, when I started, the very first book I wrote was my nonfiction, which was about the death of a witness to the Kennedy assassination. And uh, he was killed in a, a car accident about three years after 
uh, Kennedy's assassination and all the conspiracy theorists believe that he was killed because of what he saw. Anyway, I ended up writing a book about uh, about his death, and and uh, uh, it was <laughs> it was truly a a cold case <laughs> investigation. It doesn't get much colder in the 1966, but that really kickstarted the writing career for me because I had so much fun putting that book together. So I came across a little website in in the UK that ran a short story contest. And I thought, wow, I bet that'd be fun. So it was only 500 words and it was based upon a picture. And everybody had to write about the same picture. So, you know, the playing field was equal with everybody. And I was so enamored, just fascinated by this picture of this doll standing in this absolutely dilapidated room battered and beaten, you know, I mean, the doll's been broken. Um, and I found out that the doll actually existed. It was used as a Halloween prop in Halloween houses. <laughs> so, you know, the doll does exist. And I wrote the little 500-word story about this doll, and I'll be darned if I didn't win third place. Well, that little story was always out there. And after I did... Uh, my AU79, I thought, you know what, I'm going to take a break away from the tracker novels, and I'm going to go write that story. I wanted to make it a, you know, a full-length novel about this doll, and that's what I did, and it's um, spooky, <laughs> eerie, <laughs> and it takes place in a small town in uh, central Texas, Meridian, uh, Texas, and it involves a a news editor and uh, the police chief, uh, and it's uh, it's a different different book from what my cracker novels were. But that's how the doll came about, and again, the story behind the fiction was where that inspiration came from, and it was the picture of the doll standing in that room. Oh, I love that because you never know what's going to inspire you. That was never a plan to write that book, and then you just couldn't not write it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what about your latest novel, Dudley Business, a Texas crime thriller? Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> this is another fun one. I think one of the aspects, well, there's a couple of things that I really, truly enjoy about writing books. One is the characters, developing the characters. They, they are so much fun to work with, and every single book I've ended up with my favorite character, they're not always the lead character, but they're fun characters to work with. And sometimes they take me in places that I didn't really plan to go. And that's happened in every single book. But in Deadly Business, I happened to come across an article. Um, an article was the inspiration for AU79 when I found out about Governor Bill Abbott and all this money, or these tons of gold that we're going to get moved. And it was the same for Operation Navajo. Again, it was articles about what the Federal Reserve was doing and likewise with deadly business. There is a group of officers in Texas that most people don't realize even exist, and they're called Special Rangers. Uh, they're on the same level as a Texas Ranger. They're fully commissioned, 
And where the difference is, Texas Rangers are employed by the Texas Department of Public Safety. Special Rangers are employed by the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. And what they investigate is cattle rustling. And what I found through my research, I came across an article about an arrest that one of the rangers had made, and it really sparked my interest as to what they were doing. It's a multi-million dollar business in Texas, theft of livestock. And that's what these rangers investigate, and that's what prompted the the plot for deadly business. (laughs) It launches tomorrow. I have my pre-order contest that will start uh, tomorrow. So. All right. Yeah, you'll have to tell us about that because you, you're wanting folks to send in the receipt of their, their book receipt. How does that work? Well, if you order the, the you know in the pre-order program, and uh, uh, it can be bought through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, those are the, the main sites. And it is available in paperback and hardback through Barnes & Noble on a pre-order. Um, but you buy the book and send a copy of the receipt to me at Anita at AnitaDickinson.com. That's that's my email, Anita at AnitaDickinson.com. You're entered. It's simple as that. And I'm giving away three prize packages uh, that each one is a $40 value, and they include a tote bag, which has the an image on the side of the tote bag, which is my author's world and the the little owl that you referred Mm -hmm. to, Uh, a mouse pad, which has the cover for Deadly Business, a coaster, which has the cover for Deadly Business, a pen, which has the cover for Deadly Business, and two bookmarks. Uh, U.S. addresses only. I'd love to be able to open it up to the U.K. and other countries, but the price of shipping is so it's U.S. only. But, um, yes, enter to win one of the the prize packages. There's three of them. So I have a lot of fun with that. You have had a lot of fun. You're doing so much with uh, other graphic art and videos. And maybe share a little bit about that, because I know you've switched over to doing a lot with YouTube and Vimeo and short videos, share a little bit more about what made you move toward that. Doing my book covers, mm-hmm. um, that became, you know, I mentioned that there were several elements that I really enjoyed in the writing process. And part of that is actually doing the graphics design myself. And it's sometimes it's a toss-up. Which do I enjoy more, writing the book or doing the graphics design, and it's it's almost a dead even even heat on it. But yes, I started out with the book covers, and what I do with book covers is it's I deconstruct images and I pull bits and pieces and reassemble them into a new image, and that kind of led into the video production. I got started in that, and uh, that was super fun. So it's just, it's been a building block. You know, you go one thing, and it just kind of leads to another, and, you know, and then the videos start. I started accumulating them, and I'm going, oh, okay, let's do a Vimeo channel uh, where they're all posted, and then I did my own YouTube. I think I may have about 40 videos now 
over on YouTube. And these are these are not training videos. They're not the kind of videos you go to watch to learn something. These are just fun videos, entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I've expanded it beyond my books. I do videos about holidays. I do uh, videos uh, about other people's books. It's anything that sparks my interest, I'll do a video on it. <laughs> You know what I love about that, Anita, is that you obviously have still and always will have this investigative mind where you read an article and think, oh, gee, uh, I've got to explore that. And that kind of is your inspiration for many of your books. But now this is the completely creative side of your brain that gets to work. So I can see how it could be quite a harmonious life within your head um, where you've got both of these things going on at the same time. <laughs> trying to keep track of all of it sometimes it gets to, to be a very real challenge. That's another issue we, we won't talk about today. How's that? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're funny. But you know what? You're also helping authors with the publishing process as well. You said you've done 20 different books, uh, helping authors. Yeah. Maybe share that in case there's any authors listening that might need some of your services. What do you do to help authors? I uh, I got involved with a local writing group here in the small town where I live, and I had other authors who were wanting to publish books, and they didn't have a clue. And having been there and felt the same thing, you know, that I think every author goes through it, they write it, and then they go, okay, what the hell am I going to do with it now uh, stage? And, and I found that I was able to turn the skills that I was learning through doing my books in helping them get their books brought to market. And uh, it's been a, an awe-inspiring journey. I have met so many fantastic individuals, made friends that I never expected that, you know, when I started down this path that, w that would happen. And uh, what I do is I take their manuscript and I basically turn it into a published book form. Now, I'm not the publisher of the book. In order to do that, you have to own the ISBN. And they have full control of their books. They own, of course, the copyright. They own the copyright to the cover. And they own the distribution rights. But what I do is I help them get to that point through the topography, which is another one of my graphic design things, and the book cover design. I do the book covers. And so far, I've worked with about, like I say, 20 books for authors, that, and two of them I've done five books for, and another one I've done three books for. So it's uh, it's been a fun process in working and seeing, you know, how they react when they have that book that some of them that they never thought they'd bring to ever see in a published mm -hmm. format. And so it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun working with them. And it's helped me because it's pushed me to not only be a better author, but to learn more about the publishing side. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of use myself as a guinea pig. Yep. Before I test, you know, I'll test it on me to see if it's going to work before I, you know, use a, some type of a procedure or something for another author. So it, it's pushed me as well to, to become better at what I'm doing. 
Oh, and you're very good at what you're doing. And what you offer authors is so extremely important. And there's so many people that just want to write and don't want to stop. And you basically have to stop and go through that entire learning curve, whether it's, you know, the editing process or the formatting I know is just so tedious. All of that really requires help. And it's, and it's worth it. It's worth every penny that you pay somebody. And just my warning here is that if somebody says they can offer to do this for you for a cheap amount of money, um, run, don't walk, because I've seen so many people that reach out to, I don't know if it's Fiverr or whatever, and they try to get these things, these kind of processes done quickly and cheaply. And it, and it always, you get, you get what you pay for. Let's just put it that way. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You get what you pay for. Uh, there are so many ways that an author can hit those landmines. You, know, you and I have talked about landmines before mm-hmm. that await the unwary author, and they're still out there. Yes. And it's if you need to know your options, if you're going to, to go down the path of publishing your book as opposed to, you know, maybe going through a literary agent, and there's advantages and disadvantages to both approaches. And you just really need to understand those options as to which way you want to go and what you want your end objective to be. And I can help with that. And there are some authors that, you know, have elected to, you know, to go the, the path of the literary agent. There's nothing wrong with that if they can get an agent to pick up their book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have to say it's a tough nut to crack. There are so many books that are being written today that these agents are just overwhelmed. I mean, they they get hundreds of submissions a week, authors. I I don't know how some of them can stay on top of it all. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but like I say, there's advantages and disadvantages no matter what route that you take, and you need to be aware of those options. Mm -hmm. Well, working with you is like having a friend by your side, so you can't beat that. That's what I try. I told I'm working with a new author, and and one of the things that I stressed up front is I truly consider working with another author a joint collaboration. Mm -hmm. It's not a thing of me dictating to you, you know, what you should be doing. This is joint. This is, you know, something that you're investing your time in and whatnot, and you have every much say in every step of this process. Right as we go through it. And uh, I spend a lot of time on the phone with the authors in working through the different decisions that they need to make as we progress to getting the book published. Well, you're a good one, Anita Dickinson. All right, my friend, what are you working on now? Any new books? Uh, No. Right (laughs) now, all my efforts are concentrated on getting a deadly business launched. I have a number of uh, uh, videos that are going to be coming out, book trailers. I did a fun thing. I did a countdown uh, of the launch where for the last five days, there's been a different video, (laughs) you know, five days and counting, four days and counting. Well, today is we're down to one day. And and so there's still a lot of activity that I'll need to do with with Deadly Business uh, to get it, get it going and I'm not for sure where I'll go next. Okay. I have quite a number of ideas rolling in my head for books. I never had a loss for plot. I'm sure. I'm sure. You just had a loss for time. <laughs> <laughs> no, never at a loss. And, uh, you know, someone, 
You know, matter of fact, it might have been you at that one time asked me how much of me was in my books, and, and I said, oh, my God, a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Well, how can you <laughs> help it? Book. Yeah. yeah, how can you help that? I mean, and, and with the experiences that you've had, why not put you in the book? Why make it up? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I uh, it, everything from a hook book, which was a, a detailed book you'd keep on, on prostitution, you know, and uh, anyway, that's a whole other story, but it was part of what, you know, it's, it's what a, a, part a of it. officer did, yep. would keep a hook book. Oh, that went God. into one of my stories, a serial killer that I encountered went into one of my stories. I mean. I love that. You're so, you're funny. I, I, I miss talking with you. All right. Before we start to wrap up, is there anything we missed that you wanted to bring out today? Oh, my gosh, no. And. Thank you for oh. listening. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I love talking with you and I love your work. I love the I love your books. I love how you help authors. Everything about you just is you're my kind of gal. Um, all right, well then why don't you share any contact information where folks can learn more, where they could purchase your books, reach out to you to get some author help. My website is anitadickison.com. Let me spell the last name. It's D as in David, I-C-K-A. S-O-N, anitadickison.com. Email address is anita at anitadickison.com. And those are the two best ways to, you know, to see my material. Uh, on my website, I have a video gallery. I, um, oh, I do book reviews. I don't think I mentioned that. Mm -hmm. And I have my gallery of stars for book reviews that I've done for other authors and if you get a four or five rating from me you go on my gallery of stars on my website so that's on there uh, so there's a lot of information that you can find especially about the pre-order contest for the new book and um, send me an email I'd, I love to talk to you and just meet new people and, and it's something that I enjoy and I never charge a consultation for talking to anybody about their book uh, to help them. Excellent. So it's com. Uh, email is anita at anitadickison.com. And yes, uh, ma'am. Yeah. So uh, get out there and get Deadly Business, a Texas crime thriller, Anita's newest book. All right, my friend, always a pleasure to talk with you. Any final words before we say goodbye? Go buy one of my books. I'd love to love to hear from you. Send me that receipt and see if we can't win you a prize package. There you go. Listen, let's do more. Let's not go this long again because it's fun to talk with you. Anita Dickinson, thank you so much. Well, you have a great day, Pat, and thank you.